0: All right, welcome everybody to episode 132 of the MX Vice Show. We have an action-packed show ready for you today as we look back on the MXGP of Sambawa and look ahead to the next round in Lombok. Before we welcome our special guest, Lorenzo Resta, I would like to thank our sponsors in Parts Europe. Parts Europe distributes spare parts, accessories, and rider equipment for all motorbike segments in Europe. We support the sport tagline is fortified through the Thor and Moose house brands and their support of world elite MX riders like Calvin Valandrin, Jorge Prado, Lagenfelder, Guadalini, Jonas, Bogus, a nine-time world's champ, and Thor Ambassador, Tony Cairoli. Your Parts Europe dealer has access to all the big brands for your motocross and enduro bike, Necken, Pro Circuit, FMF, ODI, Cycra, Renthal, Recluse, and many, many more are in stock and ready to be shipped. Check out their website at partseurope.eu or contact your local Parts Europe dealer with a dealer network of over 10,000 shops. I'm sure there is one close to you. All right, for this one, welcome back the great man Lorenzo Resta. How's life, mate? And everything's well?
1: Yeah, everything is okay, Ed. Thanks for inviting me. As always, uh, it will be a pleasure to talk about uh, MXGP and MX2 uh, first round in Indonesia. Everything is okay so far. Just missing a lot this uh, uh, travel, the overseas travel, as I'm used to go to all the rounds. But as you know, this year wasn't possible for me, for family uh, stuff to do but I'm glad of course that I was at home uh, during this uh, this period but I'm missing of course uh, the action, I'm missing the paddock i missing to be there and to mix with the other one but uh, at least I saw I look at all the races and uh, I talked with a few of the riders and yeah, it's, uh, it was a really interesting weekend honestly
0: yeah, it was, and uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on, mate. And I'm sure they're missing you over there too, mate. But um, yeah, just sort of to start us off, what did you think of it? The whole the track looked good. The riders had some pretty good feedback about it. Obviously, it was a bit sketchy with the rocks coming through and some soft sections, some hard sections. It was certainly challenging for them. And It bit a couple of guys, sadly. Yeah, and your take on just series going to Indonesia in general. Obviously, it's good they've got two rounds instead of just the one because it's such a big undertaking to get over there. You know, budgets, personnel, just sheer traveling. uh, It's a massive (laughs) thing. So, And obviously, the fans obviously aren't quite at the same level as Europe. Definitely a worthwhile venture still, mate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like last year, like every time we, we go to Indonesia... Uh, old paddock was uh, very warm welcome to Indonesia by the locals because they go literally crazy for uh, for us going there, and it's uh, it's really nice, honestly, to to receive this kind of uh, uh, warm welcome uh, on the other side of the world. Uh, it wasn't easy, I guess, for for the people uh, when there. I saw a few going for 48 hours, 50 hours, 52 hours of traveling before heading to Sumbawa. Uh It's an easy-to-reach little island. Uh, I mean, not that little, but uh, that kind of remote island. Uh, and uh, But yeah, I cannot say anything special about the track as I was just looking uh, on TV. I just uh, was listening at the comments of the riders. Uh, somehow also listening to Paul Malin uh looks like uh it was sketchy it was a little bit too much dust some uh sometime uh, but it's not easy to you know um, watering properly and with this kind of temperature having uh the nice the perfect track then so i think that uh, uh they did the best out of it uh we we saw a couple of crashes a couple of mistakes during the race that were probably due to the condition of the track that uh, that was quite demanding. Uh, um, I was surprised to see uh, all the motors with really good fight till the end. Uh, this says a lot about uh, the fitness of uh, the riders as the temperature were not dramatically high uh, like they could be or like they were in past in other places, but I think humidity uh, was the key for having uh, really heavy uh, weather during the the weekend. But most of the riders uh, came out of uh, the race in uh, decent conditions, and they were able to really do good races till the end, you know, uh, to fight till the last lap. And I think that the guys who succeed, they just really show that uh, their fitness is is great. And they were able to, to manage a little bit the uh, air condition till the end. So that was uh, a good point. Good point that the weather was good and it's still really good in uh, now in Lombok. So no heavy rain, heavy showers like uh, we had in past some time. The weather is pretty perfect in this moment in uh, in that part of uh, Indonesia that uh, nowadays in Lombok, not so far from Bali. So really nice place, nice surroundings. Uh, uh, the beaches are fantastic uh, with really the sea is incredible uh, can't wait to see the track of lombok or how it looks this year because uh, maybe there will be some a few changes on the track but uh, yeah Sumbawa was uh, was quite good it's uh, is a little bit remote you know compared to other places so it's not easy to to have everything uh, set there perfectly and also the 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 crowds were not really like uh, incredible in Lombok they will have much more crowd uh, in past in other places in Indonesia we got more uh crowds because uh, maybe closer to big towns big cities and uh that was not the case this time but I know that why we go there we go there to develop the tourism also in that area they want to I mean uh show the name around the world and to try to uh yeah, that people talks about Samoa. So that's why we go there. That's why we have a race there. And uh, so at least uh, MXGP, it's also useful for this reason. But uh, yeah, let's see what happened next week. Uh, I mean, this weekend with uh, with the second round. For great. sure, uh, it was, it was uh, great to see good fight in both
0: classes. Yeah, it was great, mate. And I think we'll start with MX2. Obviously, it keeps throwing up some great racing and some interesting results. Yeah, Lucas Coon. And I did a little interview with him. And uh, yeah, what more can you say, mate? How impressive was he? And he's just so calm and level-headed. And he was sort of like... Yeah, I hadn't really raced in that sort of a condition before, but I managed it well and now I know what I've got to do in the future and it was not so bad, but um, he just made it look so easy. Got good starts for the most part and especially a better one in the second and then passed his brother, which it was good to see him get the whole shot. Yeah, Yeah, he battled and and passed Liam Everett's Real clinical move. He said he'd been sizing it up for a little while and he seized the moment when it came to him. And in the second one, I was just listening to him and he said, yeah, I was just sort of trying to have no pressure and just have fun on the bike. And I was in cruise mode as a 16-year-old, uh, you know, win, the world, <laughs> win his first MX2 overall in MXGP. It's crazy, mate, the composure and the skill and and the talent. And, yeah, he sort of compared the track a little bit to Argentina with that sort of soft stuff, a little, sort of square bums yeah. bumps, catch you out, um, pretty physically demanding. But, yeah, the, the way he managed it, mate, how did you see it? Because it was a definite masterclass, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We saw and we we said previously during our podcast that uh, before the end of the season, we will see this kid on the top of the podium. Uh, He did it uh, uh, probably, he will do it one race before the middle of the season, as in Germany, uh, he could uh, have done it because... of this uh, issue with his bike in the second moto otherwise it could have been another perfect uh, weekend for him uh, it's quite impressive uh if you take a look about the way he's doing it because he's already at the fourth win of a moto uh, one moto was already in his pocket while, while his bike broke and uh and so been fifth uh what is amazing uh, he did the perfect score with 60 points uh, if you take a look at the last year at the european championship at the end of the season he won seven moto out of eight uh, and i would not i'm not saying that he will win now all the motos still the end of the year but he's in that kind of Conditions, you know, he could have won four motors in a row. What is not common in MX2 this year, at least, if you're not uh, Iago Gers in the perfect uh, uh, shape, because he is the guy who could do it. Is the guy like Tom Vial, all the people that can do this? From a 16 years old kid, you don't expect uh, such a dominant uh, way to race. So it's the fourth uh, motos uh, motor win, what says a lot. Is really far in the championship because he, he got some uh, some crash and some trouble, some problem during the season. But still, it's someone that we can count till the end. Maybe not for the title this year, uh, but it's the first year. And this reminds me a lot of uh, all the super good talents that we had in the past. So, a rider like this, I think everyone will need to do an effort to to keep him here in Europe uh, for a long time, because this can be just a new star, you know. And uh, I I told you already last uh, time we we were speaking about him, many, they still, and many of the good ones, they still tell me that probably Sasha can be even better than this. It's difficult to imagine better than this for me, but I can't wait uh, if Sasha get a little bit more, like you know, physically prepared, like with the uh, because at the moment he's so uh, skinny that, uh, of course, he's not able to put his talent uh, uh, on results, uh, to transform his talent on results. But Lucas is doing great. Uh, it's it's a nice personality, a really calm guy. Uh, he was looking a little bit more like a bad guy last year in the European Championship. This year I'm looking at him a little bit a different way. It's uh more smiley. Uh, he let grow his hair. So uh, sometimes he has a, he have a bed patch with a clown on, with those hair, you know, on the side. And it's amazing because it looks like he's able also to uh, play a little bit on himself and to joke on himself on himself a little bit, what is always good because then uh show also that he can be humble and uh, and so. And the picture is really complete uh, i think that uh, if we were just uh, talking at the beginning of the season or even before the beginning of the season thinking that it could be the best usqual rider at the end of the season we all uh, well I say we would say bah i don't know now it's quite possible that at the end of the season he will be the top uh, usqual rider on track and, uh, and that this is amazing. So I'm really happy for him, uh, for the people who were betting on him. I was dealing with his father uh, two years ago in order to, to bring it to Italy. Uh, at that time, it was not possible because the team I was dealing with uh, wasn't able and ready to make a big investment. So they decided to go to Jumbo Squarna. But, uh, but yeah, uh, we were looking... Uh, uh, at the right uh, rider right at the right moment uh, because uh, but I know that as I told you and as everyone knows of course in KTM first uh, that uh, they probably will go to US uh, soon very soon yeah it's going to be a big
0: loss if they leave but yeah all, all the best to them yeah. but yeah just like you were saying that father wasn't there on the weekend and they were he said that he was calling him regularly just for advice and tips because their, their dad is <laughs> such an important part of their program and, yeah just, yeah, the, the, the riding was just so mature and it definitely belied their years because they're just so, you're so young doing that at that level. It's just, it really is remarkable, mate. So, and obviously, with the all Belgian podium in MX and MX2, and it's going to be pretty exciting for the for the fans in Lommel in a few weeks too, isn't it, mate? They're going to really <laughs> love it. And Everts is riding so well. He had that small tip over in the second, but he's riding really well. He's really coming into his own. He's uh, definitely silencing the critics. And like we've said, he's got a sort of a no excuses attitude despite, you know, his father and his grandfather. It's a pretty refreshing way to lo- way he looks at it. And he sort of obviously handles that burden really well. And he's sort of getting the results to to prove how well he's doing and confirm that he's one of the top guys in the class too, isn't he?
1: Yeah absolutely um to see three belgian riders uh, uh on the podium uh, we have to go back uh for a while as i remember I was there last time uh when it happens uh, it was in 2014 we were in Talavera de la Reina uh and uh, it was probably i'm just going to it was like the Sal Van beck and stribos in mxgp so uh, it's a long, long time and uh, it's amazing because from that moment on, it's difficult to find one Belgian, just one, on the podium for a long time. So uh, Liam was winning uh, again this year for the first time for himself, but uh, for the first time for Belgium since long, long time. Uh, another things that uh, says really a lot about uh, how, how difficult it was the the situation at the moment uh for uh for the belgians uh belgian riders because they they were you know used to win and win and win and to win everything everywhere and uh and and to win uh with uh, uh gp of the nations and and a lot of stuff like that so uh and that for the for, the, for what concerned um, the GP class, uh, we go back to 2014, but for what concern the the, the the small category, so like it will be the 125, we need to go back in 81, 1981 uh, was the GP of uh, Czech Republic, uh, Czechoslovakia, but at the time it was just one Slovakia uh, together with Czech Republic. Uh, and it's amazing because at the time the names uh, on the podium uh, uh, were big. I mean, it was Harry Evers who was winning. Uh, and, and it says a lot about Liam today on the podium. Uh, Eric uh, was Geburs the second, and uh, and Veltner. So it's uh, big names, uh, uh, but we are talking about a uh, few years ago, 42 years ago. So it's amazing. It's important uh, it's uh it's really nice to to have those kids uh, uh, on the three steps of the podium, and it gives a lot of hopes also to Belgium for the future, because Yago uh, will race uh, MXGP next year. Liam is growing and is showing that uh, he's really able to to do a fantastic job and to ride really in a great way, and both, I would say, the Koudin brothers represent the future of. Uh, the sport and for the first time in america probably so that's uh another big thing. even if they're belgian but they french speaking because uh they they speak very well french and they come from that area uh where, where they speak french and they are growing in france in in the south of france as uh, uh, they were there for for training and everything so the mentality i think is more close to the, the the french riders then to the uh, belgian riders that's uh that's
0: fine yeah and yeah it was it was impressive mate, that's for sure and um yeah definitely exciting for them looking ahead looking to the nations um obviously brent van donix out injured at the moment we're not sure if he'll make it back in time but uh yeah it's certainly not a bad problem to have with all the talent coming through there mate it's all sort of coming in a rush and they're all all young and looking really exciting so y- Yago obviously um He's making strides with that with that progress since returning from the broken arm. Five three. Um, he said he was yeah. um feeling a little bit ill and had like a fever. So you know, all things considered, in those conditions, feeling sick, he'll take that uh, third step on the podium. No worries, won't he, mate?
1: Yeah, and I just missed uh, honestly a good start from Andrea because I wanted to see Andrea in in the pack battling for for, for a better result, even if it was just fourth. At the end, it wasn't not bad but he was struggling more than he in you know, other occasion i don't think this time was the pressure of the red plate like uh, we said in past for uh, for for uh, the the race uh, in latvia Uh do you think was that the the, the, i was just going to
0: ask you sorry mate do you think that the head knock he had a little knock on the saturday in that big qualifying crash how much do you think that yeah. impacted
1: him yeah it's possible it's possible because he was struggling a little bit on probably focus and he'd be concentrated you know um uh, not completely easy probably to to recover so quick from uh, from a big crash like that i hope now that uh, with a weekend off uh, a week off i mean uh, in between the two the two races he can uh, uh, recover well and just find back uh, uh, a good start and uh, and, a, and a good pace because uh, uh, he could fight easily uh, with with iago because iago is not at his best of course uh, and uh, and it, it could be a little bit better Anyway, uh, there's also Kai de Wolf uh, that is struggling a lot with the injury that he had before German mm. and then he was again in Germany injured a little bit in races, so it's not an easy moment for him. It's incredible how fast it goes, because uh, a couple of weeks ago we were saying, okay, Kai de Wolf probably can win the championship easy. Before we were saying the same about uh, Iago. Now Andrea was looking impressive, but the others are doing great. Uh, if I have to say, it, I don't understand if for Thibaut Benistant it was just uh, a race, uh, just waiting to see what happened without taking so much so many risks, or if it was a little bit in trouble on a track like that, fighting with the others because the fight were really great, but he was almost losing all the the battles he had on track, you know, uh, with good riders, of course. But I was expecting a little bit more, it, mostly after the. The qualifying race, where he was gaining points on Andrea, but yeah, uh, we don't know who will uh, come uh, back in Europe from Indonesia with uh, with a red plate in that class because it's unpredictable. But uh, they they are there. I mean, in two for of, of course for the red plate, but the
0: others are not far. Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, you hear I spoke to JT last week and he was like, It's almost as like though no one wants to wants to win this championship because it's just everyone sort of has their moments and slip ups. And yeah, yeah, Beniston, it's sort of you know that he's a lot better and he probably knows that he's a lot better than the results show, but he's just managing yeah. it. He's doing a little bit of a Prado at the moment. Obviously, the probably the last month he's definitely had a little upswing in in results and form and yeah, he just sort of waited that one out a bit. It was interesting to see. And then he sort of pushed in the, the second half of the motos. And yeah, I suppose given Adamo's crash, definitely credit to him. Pretty gritty effort to get there. And he, like you said, he still has the red plate. So another man that sort of we need to probably touch on is Kevin Horgma. Obviously, dislocated the shoulder, oh. got a put back in. And one of his best GPs of the year up there with Argentina. And he, you know, he's had a couple of good ones lately, which has been good. Um, your thoughts on him, mate, and how much how how he battled through the pain because it was nothing short of incredible, eh?
1: No, that, that that's something that um, uh, when, when you look at it, it's it's absolutely um, not understandable. Because uh, most of the time, you have riders that were, are trained very well, that they did their job during the winter time, bikes are uh, good, everything, the conditions are perfect, but the results are not coming. He had an horrible crash before Germany, who compromised completely his weekend in Germany, so... It was really in in the worst place possible. They didn't know if to come to if to go to to Indonesia or not. Then he had another crash. Then they 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 arrived in Indonesia and it, this uh, think of the shoulder happened and was just Mark the Ruber was putting back the shoulder in. He said, yeah, really fast, really quick, so no damage. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if any of you have an idea of the level of the pain. Can represent the shoulder that pop up and you have to put it back in but the will uh, and and the, the the quality of riding the uh, was incredible already in the qualifying race Then in both motors uh it was really fighting like an animal and to me it's the best result of the year for him even if an xgp win the gp but this this is the best he could do it and he did much much better than he what he could really do so uh, it's also um, a double face. This uh, kind of results um, because it's, it's great, it's fantastic. But on the other hand, uh, you start to think what was happening then before when he wasn't injured, when he was okay, when why it didn't uh, succeed or it didn't even fought uh, in the top uh, in the top five. I mean, with regularity uh, because. Argentina was really good and everyone was expecting a good year from him. Uh I was impressed uh, from Mark because Mark put a message on on the social media uh saying just I, I I don't do this so often so my congratulations to him are really uh sincere and that that's that's really says a lot also about uh, about Mark. I think he was impressed probably more than anybody else. So congratulations to him. We have just to to give him credit for this uh, race. I hope he can uh, complete his recovery for the shoulder during the the week and have another good race there. Consider also that he's a Norwegian rider. uh, Fighting in that kind of uh, weather is not easy, even for a Sicilian, imagine for for a Norwegian. So that's another difficulty that uh, was on the... Uh, on his way to to the races, and uh, he did it pretty well, really.
0: Yeah. I wanted to also ask you about Simon Langenfeld. Obviously, he's back after missing uh, three rounds with that broken arm, and it must have been annoying to him, you know, to have missed his home GP because the atmosphere was just so good there. But, um, yeah, he sort of made some pretty positive steps, mate. The first motor especially looked good. Um, Just progress, mate. Have you heard from him this week? And um, it's just good to see him back out yeah. there mixing it up.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. A, a really positive race. I think nobody in the team was expecting him to race so well, uh, to perform so good, and having so good uh, lap times already in the, in the practice. Uh, Simon is a fantastic rider. He uh, didn't have the time probably to lose so much compared to where he was uh, after Spain, because he was really <clears throat> a great moment uh, uh, while arriving in uh, Portugal, Spain, and this race in Spain showed really that... Is uh, a is a rider that can compete every weekend for uh, for the podium. Uh, if we look at the numbers, it's a bit of shame uh, what he is in the uh, uh, now in the standings and the fact that he was already only one time on the podium and it was in uh, when he won the race. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was a really good season uh, in terms of points collected because it was in a really good place with the points, but with the overall uh, result, it wasn't shining so much you know on the podium with uh so what makes this category so beautiful is probably the fact that it, i saw young riders full of talents but they do still a lot of mistakes so we can see through the 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 championship that uh, there are a lot of things that happen and i don't have nothing against iago and i am already told but it was probably uh, the, the best thing that could happen to the series that he get injured in France in terms of how interesting is the series. It was the worst that can happen to him and that's of course uh, uh, something that nobody uh, will ever hope for anybody. Uh, so I I of course don't happen that nobody get injured and uh, it's far away from me to think this but in terms of uh, success of the series it, it was it was good. Because uh, then we saw a lot of uh, battles, fights, uh, uh, between all those uh, young guns that are doing really good. But credit to him, because it's not easy to come back at the race so uh, close from the injury. He did already very, very well in Germany. Uh, he's a fighter. He's, uh, he's a guy who don't, doesn't talk so much, doesn't say so much, but he's just doing his job and... Uh, it's really. It showed that he's able to suffer a lot and to manage with pain. For looking at the bigger picture, so uh, we have to count him till the end for the fight, uh, for a title fight. It's uh, not done. It's not done. Of course, everything can happen uh, as he showed to us already. So it will be interesting to see already in the second round in Indonesia what happened. Of course, temperature uh, will not help him because. Uh, uh, is not in the perfect fit probably uh, compared to the others, but still was able to do a podium, so really interesting to see uh, the next round. Yeah, just to close out, MX2, um,
0: Mikhail Harup, obviously had an injury, I believe it's sort of an arm-related um, issue, we haven't really got s- sort of some clear confirmation on that yet, but um, yeah, and just some other guys, probably, you know, Van der Moosdyk, probably not the weekend he would have wanted back in eighth there, and yeah, and Pansar, pretty cool effort getting in the top 10 as always for him is a good result. And then just some guys, RBS yes, Conan, some positives to take from that start. And Rick Elzinger in the first one had a had a good start battling it up there, mixing it up. And he just really struggled with the heat. He's obviously coming back from his own injury and um, probably not the conditions he's particularly used to. And then McClellan showed some good signs in on the Saturday especially. But yeah, just tip overs and just little mistakes cost him as he's sort of coming back from his own set of injuries mate too so yeah just a word on um, Harrop and some of those guys that caught the eye there.
1: Yeah it's a shame for Harrop because it was uh, it was looking really really good before uh, heading to Indonesia was doing pretty good races and Germany was riding a a lot and it was uh, uh, really showing that uh, finally was getting used to this uh, bike and uh, it's a A bit unlucky, this guy, this year. And it's a shame because he got to change the bike uh, after a couple of, maybe one round only because he did probably only Argentina and then he switched, he was one round out. He's really fast, he's really quick. Um, This kid was, uh, uh, since he was really a kid, uh, it was already under the focus of uh, the Ice One team. Uh, He was riding alongside... Gutierre poland Max Nagel, uh, riders like that in the, in the Ice Manusquarna team. Uh, it's one of the favorite from, uh, from uh, Kimi Räikkönen and uh, Antti Uh We have to wait and to see. Unfortunately, as you said, he was injured. So I hope for him that uh, he can uh, get better. Elzinga was doing pretty well. Considering that also him, he was back from the injury in Germany and uh, it was a long-time injury, but he was doing pretty, really well. He was doing good starts, really good starts. First moto was fantastic. So we have to see what uh, what brings the second round also for him. Yeah, well said. And uh, that's the end of part
0: one. We've wrapped up the MX2 chat. And um, part two we'll move on to now is brought to you by AS3 Performance Parts, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts. From hardware and protection parts, including skid plates and radiator braces, to performance cooling parts, including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch, and gear levers, all with different features and adjustabilities. Check them out online at as3performance.co.uk. All right, mate, on to MXGP. Uh, Roman Fevre was the man, wasn't he? Uh, Great to finally see him, even though he had that crash that uh, almost cost him, but it was great to see him get that win, the overall. He was in great form looked really fast, likes that sort of track where the back end can sort of be a bit loose and he can sort of use his skills and his sort of ability to push really hard, sort of combine that power and finesse, mate. It was really interesting watching him race and the the bike and the kit looked pretty cool, mate. So it was a really nice weekend overall for him. And um, just to touch on his teammate too, Mitch Evans, some more positive steps, made some good starts, right yep. up there battling. Obviously, you probably can't expect him to be... You know, getting podiums just yet, but I think you know, given time, they could definitely come and just a great weekend all around for
1: Antti and that Kawasaki team, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a fantastic weekend, of course. Uh, after the crash in the first moto, I was ready to think, okay, another time that he could uh, Roman uh, could win the race, and he didn't. As uh, I think we are, are now 22 months since the last victory in Lommel, what was surprising me at that time a lot, but I said this many times already. Uh, it's uh, There is a statistic that is really nice uh, looking at the, uh, the victories of Kawasaki in Indonesia as they succeed four times in their life, in their history. And it's amazing to see that those four times were always with the French rider on the bike. So it looks like if you want to win a GP in Indonesia, you got to go there with a green bike and a French rider with a baguette under his arm. Because then that's the 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 probably uh, the perfect recipe for the success uh, so that what was happening in uh, in past i think 95 96 and 97 three years in a row two time uh, with uh, tortelli if i'm not wrong uh, and in 97 was Yves de maria winning so uh, quite amazing and now finally roman Favre after a while because uh, 97 2023 we're talking about 26 years after, bring back uh, the success in Indonesia for Kawasaki. So I, f- I hope this will help uh, uh, the brand to, to to increase the sales of the bikes on the Sumbawa Island. Uh, plenty of little sco- green scooters getting around next year. <laughs> I'm not sure that this will happen, but I'm happy for Roman because even if uh, he wasn't happy at the end of the race, because this, kid, this guy, I mean, he's not a kid anymore, uh, he got the left uh, his wife and his, uh, I mean, uh, and his uh, daughter in France uh, in order to travel and to focus on the race. Was able to deliver a success to to Kawasaki finally, because if it's the first victory for for a man since 22 months, we have to say that it's the first victory for Kawasaki since 22 months. So it's a it's a while for a, for a brand who is doing so well with a, such a good bike and investing a lot in. The, in motocross uh, after a few years of uh, low investments finally they're back uh, uh spending uh, good money on riders on bikes on facilities trucks and everything so it looks like uh, they found the be- they found a way to to the success and, uh, and i'm happy for them for auntie mostly because uh, such a uh, really good guy but also you know it's a uh, hard worker it's really demanding uh to work with uh, with Auntie for for the worker for the mechanics for the guys who work with him but he's the first to put uh, that big effort uh, into the into the work so it's not a guy will say do this do that he will do probably first and then ask him ask you to help him so I'm really happy for him uh, because uh, they really deserved they were working really really hard uh, Somehow it's a new project because everything is quite new with bike, the two riders, uh, the brand. But but yeah, I saw also in Germany that uh, the Kawasaki accountant uh, from Japan was there to take a look at everything, take a look of uh, also the numbers. But I think that they are really happy about uh, how everything is uh, is going uh, around there. So it's uh it's great to see to see them and also for Roman it was important to put himself uh, in a condition to keep uh believing that he can fight for this title you know this year because uh, even if he was gaining just few points on on Jorge uh, he was uh, doing a very good weekend almost perfect weekend and we still have a lot of races uh, still nine races before we end. So everything can happen, as we said. Uh, but it was a uh, a good sign that it was the right moment to give this sign with uh, Jeffrey injured, probably for other three rounds. Another in Indonesia, maybe the next two again. So uh, it was a really the good, the good, the good moment to give a signal to the others to say I'm there. Uh, I'm not there fighting with uh, Fernandez for a third place or second place. I'm there because I want to fight for the title till the end. So if I was Jorge I will really uh, look at him and consider that uh, if uh, there is someone that can disturb if I can say is him. So uh, and and he's a really is a pitbull, you know, it's uh it's a kind of uh of rider that will not give up even after the end. So it comes from a horrible injury in Paris Supercross. And he went back, he was fighting, he was trying to do everything. So, this victory, I think that is a reward for everyone, for the team, for the mechanics, for Kawasaki, but mostly for himself because he was suffering like uh, uh, it was a nightmare, I think, for him. Yeah, he did so well. And,
0: you know, listening to what he said to Kawasaki, obviously, he's fastest in every session. and you know he obviously put 98 practice starts in which was impressive and got three clear hole shots so you know that <laughs> yeah. hardware paid off mate and he's yeah once he sort of gets that sort of um out front he's just so hard to beat isn't he but just obviously the crash is the only thing that sort of hinders him but yeah really impressive mate he sort of obviously limited mistakes after that and got the job done and Prada obviously was able to scoop that first moto up and then just yeah control manage and the second one obviously was struggling quite a lot with the track he said um not an easy place to go and yeah he's just been sort of getting through those second motos and you think he walks away pretty happy there mate still 101 points ahead of Fevre who's now moved into second obviously ahead of Jeffrey so yeah just a little obviously hurlings we've we've found out that he's probably going to be missing a few extra rounds which is a shame and it'd be sort of a shame for him to miss Lommel again which he's missed too
1: often and yeah your thoughts just hurlings and Prado mate yeah i mean prado should be the most hap- the, the, the the most uh, happy rider in indonesia at the moment as having 101 points at the middle of the season uh, uh it's the perfect situation for every every everyone you know in the world so for him that is really able to manage with advantage to just trying to be cool and calm and to keep every opportunity to uh just do the best out of the qualifying moto, the best out of every single moto. It's really important. And 100 points today are not two GPs because with 60 points, uh, we cannot say two GPs, but it's almost as the average of points of Prado, as we said previously, and he's still around there is more than 50 points per race. So having two races at advantage with nine to the end, it's a good advantage. And, uh, it's also the way he did it i was expecting a little bit more in the second moto uh i mean in that fight uh, uh, with the others he was uh it was trying a little bit but probably i was expecting uh, uh, that he was a little bit more uh um, more, more I don't know, faster or better than yours. That difference that he showed in uh, in Germany with uh, Koldenhoff, uh, he wasn't able to show this time. But this means nothing as tracks were different, where races are different, temperatures are different. So uh, nothing to say especially about this. But Orge, I think he just uh, needs to, to stay really calm. I was thinking also... That is the only one that went on the podium uh, at every time, apart of his home GP. Imagine yeah. if he finished the season with the full uh, podiums, uh, almost perfect season because he missed only at home. Yeah. That would be just uh, really like frustrating. Uh, even if if he do, uh, we can already say that he win the title because if he keeps this kind of pace, doing podiums at every race, it's almost impossible in nine races to take out uh, the the title to him because when you are on the podium the difference with the others should be like 5.6, 3, 4, depends, but not more than 10 and we have nine races. But here this is when the qualifying race is so important because then if you lose ten points at every qualifying race, then you you start having problems. But we know that the qualifying race was his key point at the moment, so uh, I'm pretty positive that if it doesn't doesn't make any uh, mistake, what I I really hope for him because he deserves finally this uh, to be there fighting for the for the title. It's uh, it's yeah, it's the man that uh, can do pretty well.
0: Yeah. It's hard to see him sort of losing and just dropping, you know, that amount of points in that amount of time, given what we've seen. But like you see in uh, America with Tomac and all the injuries there, anything can happen. So, but yeah, Jeremy Seewer and yeah, just solid, you know, smooth, kept it on, kept it going. He probably had Prado's pace. I would say was sort of that level. He had some nice battles with, with the guys around him and, you know, yes. probably just happy to get another podium because it's hasn't been they haven't been flowing this year like we expected. Obviously, had that great overall no. in France, <laughs> wasn't it? But it's it's not been the season he would have liked. But it's good to see him gathering some some momentum. And I just also wanted to get your take. How, how's Lapino going, mate? Because he had that back injury, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, little
1: post up, and is he all right? Yeah, he, he looks it looks uh, quite okay. I mean, uh, they are not uh, really serious damage, but he will not unfortunately compete at the second round, and that's. Uh, a big shame for a small uh, uh, brand like Beta. And that's a little bit of shame for a team like uh, the Marchetti Racing Team. Because uh, they do a pretty big effort to be there with two riders. Uh, and that's a shame for Alessandro too. Because Alessandro was doing pretty well. Uh, he had a good feeling after the qualifying race. He was really in a good shape. And he was really uh, feeling great. Uh, and uh, losing uh, like this... Uh, uh, points and races is never never nice, never good. So luckily, he's okay. Uh, uh, his wife put a post uh, saying, always when you're far away from home. Because unfortunately, he's a little bit like that. Uh, he got troubles always when he's far away from home. And uh, I really hope that this time again, uh, he will just come back at the next race so in Lommel, uh I Nam mean, not uh, in Lommel, Czech Republic uh, what is much better than the Lommel for him of course <laughs> but um yeah but uh, yeah I hope for Sandro that uh, everything is okay uh the beginning was looking really bad uh, then uh, he made a scan and everything and it was looking better then it was looking so so because he, c- he cannot uh, race the second uh, event in Indonesia yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, yeah, another one that's Coldenoff and Veland and they had some cool battles. Obviously, Coldenoff went into the back of him, sort of just trying to make that <laughs> yeah. move pretty assertively, mate. But those guys were running the sort of lap times associated with pretty much everyone below Fevra, like you know Prado and Jeremy. Yeah. So they were running really good speeds, and those Yamahas are—they're certainly doing some good advertising for him, mate. Keeping them up there, nice and fast. But yeah, special mention to Veland and obviously doing what he's doing on a, I guess, private team sort of much less resources and the heavy hitters than the big factory guys. And he just keeps showing how good he is, mate. And hopefully, uh, you know, there might be some factory rides around the corner, but also with that program, he's shown that it's sort of a proven formula and maybe that's where he's happiest and where he can get the best results under that framework.
1: Yeah, well said, mate. I don't know if for Calvin is ideal to change and to switch on a different program with a teammate, uh, with a uh, uh, stuff to develop, I don't know really. I know that he's doing a great season so far. He's doing brilliant. He's the best privateer out uh, out there. He's uh, doing really his job in uh, in in a great way, and he get uh, some really good improvement uh, on the, on tracks where he was not uh, supposed to have uh, uh, easy life. So, for example, in Spain. So it's a. Uh, it's important uh, to have riders like that because show that uh, still with a private bike and small small it's not that small the team, but on a private team, you can perform pretty well. Uh, Glenn, I was surprised because it's a new Glenn uh, completely. I think the race in Germany just uh, woke up him, you know like uh, he, he, he was like a little bit shocked in a positive way. From the podium in germany from the race he did in the second moto uh so it was aggressive he was uh, riding with uh, really showing that he, how much he wanted it was a shame that he wasn't able to to climb on the podium because mm. he deserved for, for what i saw for the way he was riding if uh, feel at ease on this kind of uh, conditions temperature track soil everything was really fitting well and he's riding pretty well so it was a little bit too aggressive probably on uh, on calvin uh i mean for sure calvin will think this uh at least but uh but but, but uh it, it's nice because you never know what can happen with with glenn you know it's such a calm person really easy person that you'd never understand if he's really there for for, for racing yeah. or or is there because uh, i don't know uh he needs to show the bike to to the others and uh, and to see him with that amount of uh, will and uh, wanting to, to 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 really succeed, it was great. And I hope he will do the same in the second uh, Indonesian round because he deserve a good result. And it was uh, yeah alongside with uh, with Jeremy and and with Calvin showing that this bike least is a decent bike uh, because we heard a lot that this bike is not good that they have problem with development and and stuff and that that maybe will cause some big big earthquake uh, at the end of the season with uh, changing of teams, changing of uh, uh, properties i don't know we'll see but at least the bike is really a good one and then they show with good starts with good pace with good speed and uh, and from outside was looking also really well on onto Wilson a track that uh, can be really sketchy. I saw a lot of mistakes from uh, from Jeremy in battling and uh, with a lot of uh, jumping too far, jumping too too short, or uh, taking the bad line. But it was also really um, um interesting to see the change of uh, of lines from the riders so on to the other while they were trying to to. Uh, uh, past the other riders, you know, the adversaries. So it was uh, it was good because uh, uh, there were a few lines, not only one. Uh, like, it was really interesting to see this uh, um, uh, over camp uh, corner mm. with Liam Evers doing the inside uh, uh, line that was really good, but not easy to take from, uh, from the, the downhill. So it was... Uh, was quite quite nice there were a couple of places that i didn't like like uh going up ill couple of uh uh bumps uh, where mm. if you didn't do perfectly you could lose a lot oh, of yeah. traction and then this kind of stuff I don't like so much because then you lose traction and the other one can. But it's also still a kind of ability to do it perfectly every lap, and uh, can mix a little bit the stuff. But uh, but yeah, uh, overall I think it, the Yamaha riders just to complete the uh, the Yamaha riders uh, uh, stuff uh, they 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 did it well and I'm pretty sure that they will do uh, well also in uh, uh, second round in uh, Lombok. Even if I have to say that. There are few riders only on track at the moment because, mm. uh, okay, Roman okay, Jorge, uh, but we missed uh, we missed so many good, good riders uh, at the moment that it's even quite easy to predict the top five. I mean, if not the order of the top five, you can clearly say those five riders will be on the top five because they are now at the moment. Five riders that can do top five at every at every race, and that's a little bit of shame at this point of the season, as we are only at the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Well
0: said. Good, good points there on the track too, mate. That uphill wave section was pretty brutal. If you missed up your drive yeah. up there, yeah, the blokes were sort of like really struggling, and, and some of those off cambers, you saw some pretty sort of elite, um, you know, exponents of riding there, just sort of lent over on the pegs. Deep ruts. Um yeah, in those uphill sections you'd really have to balance whether you wanted to go inside and sort of try and cut it down or go outside and carry your momentum. Um sections it was really interesting to see the cutback sections uh you know just really planting the bike in the ruts and and trying to get that drive out because there was yeah there was some pretty deep ones there and they were really sort of struggling for traction and grip on the way out and getting pretty sketchy so no it actually rode it actually raced quite well obviously it would have probably been nice to have a few more riders on the track maybe like you said but um do you think we see a fernandez or a ferrato uh sneaker podium or even a valandra and uh ed lombok mate there's uh probably no better yeah.
1: opportunity is it i was expecting much more from fernandez honestly as he showed himself that and to to everyone that he was quite good quite fast uh, i don't understand, I didn't understand if uh, he got himself in trouble a little maybe mixing something with with the uh, maybe with the setup of the bike or with too much uh, will of uh, doing well uh, i don't know the, something went wrong some at one point uh, because to me he was looking really one of the riders to to go for the podium, not easy because it's never easy, but uh, to do much better than what he did. Then a couple of mistakes costed him a lot, and it's a little bit of shame because uh, he deserved to to do a good result, so at least to stay there and fight till the end. Um, for what concerned Alberto, Alberto, I mean, Fernandez did a fantastic second moto because the comeback was uh, was really impressive. Uh, he went back really really well. As I have to say, also Alberto, because Alberto also did a fantastic race fighting uh, till the end. And uh, I want to mention also Valentin Guillot because he did an incredible start. He was the second fighting with Prado, who was looking like uh, not able even to to overtake him. And then at one point, uh, also there, I don't understand uh, those kind of riders that looks fantastic uh, for a couple of laps. But not only fast, riding also very well. And then once one overtakes them, then the second, the third, the fourth, yeah. the fifth, they all start to overtake, you know, like a kind of confusion. And and I think it's something that is related at that moment with the focus on your lines, on what you are doing. I mean, it's not easy. Everything is goes so fast. Uh, and if you are doing well and someone is coming there uh, destroying your rhythm, your lines, your stuff, then it's really, really difficult to keep the focus and keep the rhythm because the rhythm is was really high. And uh, and that's the reason why he went down, down, down. Then uh, he had a probably uh, contact with Alberto in the second moto while Alberto was trying really fast also to, to take advantage of this kind of uh, confusion and to, to overtake him. They went uh, probably down both and uh, then the, the race was a little bit compromised for him. Uh, it was a shame. And Alberto was able yeah, to, to recover well and to do a fantastic job in the, in the second moto. It's a shame that uh, Alessandro wasn't there to do, to do the same because they both uh, could finish in the top 10 easily. Yeah, absolutely. And just on Ferrato, mate, obviously, uh, he put that
0: exceptional move uh, straight between Patrell and Evans, mate. He he looked yeah. fast. He would have wanted more, though, that's for sure, on, on from that weekend. And yeah, another man, Mitch Evans, the Aussie, good to see him picking up some more top tens, mate, and just getting back to the level where he knows he can be. And obviously, I believe his brother was there helping him out, going through some things. Obviously, he leans on him a bit, which is really cool that they have that relationship mate and they obviously you know both know their stuff yeah. about the sport big time so cool to see those guys out there mate and obviously a quick word on Oslin getting the top 10 in that second one that's that's no mean feat cool to see that team and him putting it up there because he's had some had some pretty good rides I remember Spain he was quite fast as well he obviously had the pipe yeah. issue and got a bit of a penalty mate yeah it's yes good to see it. the level's <laughs> so high and we sometimes you know these guys get overlooked and they're a bit unheralded mate but they deserve respect and credit for what they're doing still don't they
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the level of the noise in Spain was uh, really high, so I don't know the (laughs) level of the riding, but but, uh, I'm joking uh, on something that I should not, because of course, when you get penalties, it's really frustrating, but at least uh, he was able to do a fantastic race in uh, uh, Indonesia uh, to get some images from the TV, what is unusual for him, to get uh, good moments on TV and uh, collecting images. Uh, It was deserved, of course, because he was riding very well. Alvin is a uh, no object uh, for for me because uh, uh, I really don't know him very well. He's able to perform fantastically and he's able to be invisible sometime on track. Uh, it's a shame because he's a, he's a really talented guy. So I hope for him that this is just the beginning of uh, a good second part of. Uh, of the season even if it's uh, never never easy um for concerns mitch i think you have to tell me yeah because maybe i'm completely wrong i'm uh, we are just talking at the 20 20,000 something kilometers so that was his home gp if i'm not wrong yeah. right. it's the closest <laughs> place to to australia in the MXGP calendar so yeah. it was a kind of a sort of uh, home GP. His brother was there. His brother is a fantastic guy, really nice. I uh, I got the chance to meet him while he was riding in Honda. I mean Mitch, and uh, and so I think this uh, pumped up uh, a little bit. Uh, and it was uh, it was nice, nice always to pass, to spend the time uh, with with your family while while you live so so far away because we forget mostly of the time what can represent to uh, go on another planet uh, uh, to do your job because he's almost on another planet. If you, uh, every time you want to come back home, you have to consider at least 30 hours of uh, travel. Uh, you will not do every Saturday night to drink a beer with your brother uh, back home. So uh, you are far away, other language, uh, uh, other culture, other mentality. Everything is different and nobody of the people that you love you're 20 and something years old uh, are there you are alone and all what you will uh, reach is on your shoulder only you can call home you can uh, ask advice uh, you can uh, if you said you can uh, uh, call someone and just have a phone call but nobody is there to help you in uh, collecting uh, results in uh, succeed or in the, just you know is everything on your shoulder and it's not easy so i know mitch is a fantastic person uh pure than a good rider uh and, uh and he deserves so i was happy to see him able to even battle at the beginning with the, in the top position to take good starts and uh, i hope this uh can uh, be uh done also in the second round in lombok and i hope that this will be uh, the beginning of a good second part of the season as if we said many times that we need to go in Indonesia and Argentina because the world championship needs to go global, also the riders need to be global. So we need guys from Australia, we need guys from all over Europe, we need guys when possible also from the United States or from South America or Asia will be difficult at the moment just for the difference of uh, level. I mean, there is a that uh, really nice and kind uh, Indonesian rider who is uh, riding uh, in, uh, uh, in Honda in MX2. But it's, it's more f- f- uh, folkloristic than uh, uh, really proper uh, good talent showing himself in the top positions. But as we have now in the road racing, some good riders coming from uh, Asia, maybe one day we will see also because we go there now with our series, uh good talents uh, coming them to europe and to uh get the skills of uh, of fighting for the for, for the championship or for good positions uh, we miss also good japanese rider as we had in past few of them there was one eh? yeah. there was one japanese rider very well very good akira watanabe that was in the press room and was uh, there in indonesia to look at the race uh, japanese uh, rider and world champion what is not so uh, common uh, uh, as a as a combination so uh, as I said uh, I hope that for uh, 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 Mitch these good races uh, will keep till the end uh, he will deliver good results till the end and this can transform uh, for him in a good contract for next year a factory contract uh, because it would be good to see him finally doing an entire season without injuries Oh, it'd
0: be great, mate. And um, I was having a podcast with uh, Trent Ma from Moto Limited yesterday, which everyone can listen to on the site. And he was pretty adamant that there's, you know, we've heard rumours about there being an Australian round of MXGP next year. And he's saying the the owner of one of the tracks in, in South Australia that's looking at hosting it appears to be quite sure that it's going to happen. So we'll just keep our eye on that one. May have you heard much on that?
1: Yeah, I'm, I have a, I have much from that just because uh, it's twenty years that I'm in MXGP and it's twenty years that I heard that next year we will probably have an Australian round of the MXGP. So maybe one day it will happen because the uh, first time that I heard that we will have next year around in Australia was 2004, and that was 2005, and then 2000, blah blah blah, and every time. Uh, I heard that, yeah, next year, probably we have a a race in Australia. So I hope really that finally we will get this race uh, in Australia. And I will tell you more. I hope that is together alongside with Indonesia with only two rounds, one in Indonesia and one in Australia, because I understand that we have to uh, manage with costs and everything and try to save as much as possible. But to me, it makes sense if you do one race in Argentina, one race in Brazil, or in Mexico. If you do one race in Indonesia, one in Thailand, or in Australia, or in Japan. Uh, that that makes more sense for the calendar and for the value of the championship. So Australia is a big country. The passion for our, the off-road is great. Uh, you got some of the best riders there. Don't forget uh, uh, that you got also some really legend of supercross coming from uh, like Chad uh, coming from Australia. And there is public that is really uh, l- l- in love with motocross and supercross. So it's really important that we go there. We just need the same as for all the overseas rounds money.
0: Yeah, that's the key thing, isn't it, mate? Obviously, it's a massive market for dirt bikes Australia, one of the biggest in the world, you know, not at the you know American level or European, some of the countries there. But, yeah, it's a massive market and it definitely needs to be explored by, by everyone. It'd be great, you know, for me, especially, yeah. obviously, with all the fans to have an Aussie round because it's it's great for the series. And just a couple more thoughts. Um, anything else you'd like to chat on MXGP, mate? And um, Obviously, it's a massive weekend of racing because we've got the World Supercross. As well as the MXGP yeah. and the AMA yeah, Red Bud, the... which is a cracker as well. So there's just motocross everywhere, supercross. It's all happening, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think that uh, it would be really difficult and tough to follow all the, the series <laughs> that uh, we'll get on this weekend as uh, we have, uh, we can say, almost three world championships in the same uh, uh, weekend because one now is called. Uh, uh, super motocross uh, Cham- world championship yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that okay and the other one is the super cross world championship that is an Australian uh, series I mean managed yeah, yeah. by Australian with a lot of Australian money on I'm uh, uh, glad to follow this, uh, this series from uh, close and uh, even if sometime I'm uh, uh, I understand that it's really difficult to start uh, so they are only at the second season and i uh, we already have some rounds that are missing, like for example the French round uh, that disappears completely from the radars, uh, and now is in the, the calendar is uh, the last one. With maybe one day we will do this uh, this round. I know why we are not doing this round. It's just because they weren't selling tickets. That was the problem. I know people from the stadium. I know people from the management of the stadium and of the ticket selling. And okay, it was the same date of Lommel what is not really to me the most smart thing you can do to put yourself in competition straight with one of the most important rounds of the MXGP because, okay, the public can be different, the public can come from uh, different areas. They're not all uh, fans of motocross, but the uh, same date is not easy. But I know also that taking a stadium like that one, Gerland in Gerland, in, in where, where the mm-hmm. Olympic Lyonnais plays, is a, one of the best facilities in Europe, so it's also probably uh, not easy to to uh, have this stadium uh, for for, the, for a supercross. So probably was the only date possible at that time. Unfortunately, I know that since uh, the beginning, the selling of the tickets were was, was so low that they. Were thinking already to don't do nothing there but now the problem is that the series will start Saturday and will uh, regroup for the second round three months after, yeah. like 30 September in uh, Singapore probably so this series at the moment for me is still a kind of a show uh, it's not really uh, championships the sport is a part of this show but the, the main thing is that the show with music with fireworks with it's a great show uh but i really really can't wait that they are able to transform the show in a big sport event because when i go to see i don't know a round of supercross in america or a round of the mig gp in europe i know that what i'm what i'm going and what i'm looking at at the moment even if uh, we are a part of uh, uh, the media that are following all the races and stuff. To me, it's not yet really clear what I'm looking at. If I'm looking a good show with some uh, old uh, stars of uh, Supercross uh, coming from America, uh, and and some really young guns that are trying to use this opportunity to show themselves on the uh, 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 to the planet, or if we are looking at a good show that can also be an option, eh? uh, but. It's a kind of hybrid at the moment uh, that uh, I, I would like that is more clear on what, what he is. Uh, but anyway, I'm really curious to see what happened in, uh, uh, in the first round in uh, in UK this, uh, this weekend, as I'm really curious to see what happened, of course, on the other side of the world uh, in uh, Indonesia for Lombok, as I'm really curious to see if the two Australian boys keep succeed in America because Red Bud is probably the most popular round of uh, of the national. It's an exciting race also because we were there a couple of times. So we know the place, we know everything and we know that the Lawrence brother can uh, uh, do something incredible. So At the moment, there are four victories each, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. The youngest is eight out of eight motors victories. So uh, it's quite impressive will he keep doing in this way will he keep dominate uh, and uh, at the end of the year if they won both uh, classes if they won the world the super motocross championship cup monster ever and get money who will collect uh, the prize the father who knows We will discover <laughs> it uh, <in> the, <laughs> very soon
0: nah man it's going to be an action-packed weekend for sure and um just predictions for Lombok, mate. And have you got any insights on the track there? Obviously it's a new, new one. They're sort of exploring that. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out, what the riders think of it. But at this stage, it's going to be pretty hard to go past Fever and Coonan again, isn't it? And um, I just wanted to ask you something I forgot earlier was how's Guadagnini going with the, with the arm, mate? Is he recovering well? Have you got any timelines or do you think you'll miss? Yeah, the season? yeah. Yeah.
1: We, we got the, we got the chat, uh, last week, uh, it would be much longer than uh, than someone uh, was thinking uh, because uh, he needs really to recover pretty well. Uh, the bone was broken completely and was fixed, uh, but it's not the case. We will not see him, uh, I don't know, before uh, still a couple of months, maybe. I mean, on track, on a GP. So it's for the end of the season almost already. And it's a big shame because uh, we, know, we know Mattia and uh, he can do good. What consider? Uh, yeah, I think it would be difficult to 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 do better than uh, than what uh, Lucas uh, and Roman did uh, this weekend in Sumbawa, But anything can happen, uh, as we know. So uh, starting with uh, with uh, MXGP class, I think that Orge will keep managing. It. You don't need now to to take big risk. Of course, it's not anymore the king of the all shot. What can change a lot because with those. Three all shots in a row for Romain put put him in in the best place possible to then succeed. So, uh, start is still the key. Uh, What uh, makes the difference this weekend uh, on the starts of uh, Jorge? I don't know. Maybe it was also a question to be aware from problems. Keep out of uh, troubles at the first corner. So, don't put himself uh, too much, you know, there at the first corner, I don't know, because sometimes to be uh, not at the first place is also more difficult, more dangerous, uh, but uh, still uh, now at the moment Romain, uh, we saw of course also Jeremy, uh, Jorge and Guillaume, they're able to do good starts, so we will we will see also the track, how is the track, uh, what kind of condition they will find on track, but uh, yeah, then I think uh, a guy who have nothing to lose like Lucas will do the different in too, because he can fight open and easily with a different kind of mentality for the others would be a mental game also mental battle not only on track but also out of the track uh, this game uh, can be really really dangerous because you can come out completely destroyed or you can come out much stronger even if you don't win so uh it would be interesting to see what happens and uh Eyes on uh, Tibo Bédiston, eyes on, uh, of course, uh, Adamo and uh, uh, Iago because uh, he's showing that he's doing pretty good, good stuff. Yeah, well said, mate, it'll be fascinating. And before we let you go,
0: I'd just like to thank Kawasaki Motors UK. Pleased to announce the arrival of the KLX 140R range. The easy to ride lineup offers 144cc engine, plus suspension, and push button electric start, making for great trailblazers. The KLX 140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from junior's first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX 140R range is ready and willing to add fun enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. And that's it for the MX Vice Show episode 132. Thanks again for joining us, Lorenzo. It's been a great chat and all the best for the weekend, mate.
1: Thanks, Ed. I think we did a really great advertising to Kawasaki as we were talking so good about those bikes. Uh, and talking about uh, electric start, uh, they have to to show something to Ken uh, Roxen as yeah. uh, to wear the key at the last round of the national. <laughs> but apart of this, it was a pleasure, like always, to talk with you, my friend, uh, on the other side of the world. And uh, I really hope we can uh, chat again on next Wednesday uh, about uh, Lombok round uh, and see what was happening. No worries, mate. Look
0: forward to it and all the best.